You are now listening to DTF Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Delta Tango Fireteam Podcast. Joining me today and spawning at the blue base, but don't kill him there, that's his job, Formerly known as Spawn Killer 180, Bobby Smith, aka Spawn. How are you today, Bobby? I'm doing great. All right. Also joining me today, he gets an A in my book, and it just so happens he's the bomb. Formerly known as A Bomb, Aaron Luther, aka Luther Dog. What's up, Luther? Oh, you know, just chilling. All right. Am I a dragon? or a pirate, or perhaps a smooth-talking, handsome, and quick-witted treasure hunter. All we know is, I'm coming at you from a cardinal direction, and I'm your host, Dustin Adams, a.k.a. Drake Wind. What's up, guys? Let's get into it. First off today, you guys want to start with news. We've got a lot that's happened in the past week or so. Just to do a quick rundown, Gotham Knights was announced... It's a WB game. We'll get into that. Uh, COD Black Ops Cold War, or Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, uh, was officially announced. It was kind of leaked back and forth here and there uh, from different sources. But we had a reveal trailer that actually went down initially in Verdansk, the Call of Duty Warzone map. Uh, We got a release date for that. We'll dive into that. Uh, Mortal Shell came out. That's a Souls-like game. And I actually don't know the developer. We might have to look that up. Um, But that was a highly anticipated game that's come out. Also, Marvel's Avengers, the game, has had a beta. Uh, A lot of people were playing that on Twitch. Uh, There's impressions out there of that. We'll dive into that. It also has a release date. So... um, Let's kind of dive into these topics, I guess starting from the top, Gotham Knights. I know you did a little bit of research on this, Bobby. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, this game is uh, created by WB Games Montreal. It is not set in the Arkham universe because the game was, uh, wasn't was developed by Rocksteady. Um, it starts off, basically there was the reveal trailer, um, Batman's dead and it's up to Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood to kind of take back the city and keep crime at bay. Interestingly enough, uh, this is actually the third game, Batman game, that WB Games Montreal has worked on. Uh, the first game was in 2012, which was uh, a port of Arkham City for the Wii U. And then they had their oh, own, wow. yeah. And then they had their own um, in 2013, which was Batman Arkham Origins. Um, Arkham Origins was received well. However, was that like a prequel or? I believe so. I believe it was prior to Arkham Asylum. But apparently, there were a lot of game breaking bugs. Was that was that a console game or yeah. was that a? Oh, yeah. hand- Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, it was I thought on, that uh, might have been like yeah, just like a all your major systems. Vita or something like that. No, no. And it, okay, um, got it. Um, they had some they had some issues with it. Um, 
and people were kind of furious over them pushing paid DLC instead of actually fixing the game. Outside from them, I think it looks like a great game from what we saw. The little game, there was a gameplay trailer uh, along with the announcement trailer, and I thought it looked great. Um, apparently, the op the whole city's open world from the start, and there's completely untethered co-op. So, Luther, you could hop into my game as Red Hood while I'm rocking Nightwing, or you could be your own version of Nightwing because of ability trees and skins. And you could cool. decide. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I have another question, and I hate to derail this. I really oh, don't no. want to derail you. Go ahead. But, so, in, in everybody out there will have to forgive my comic book lore ignorance here, but I always thought that Robin and Nightwing were the same person. How can there be Robin and Nightwing at the same time? How does, are they different people? There are multiple Robins or, you know, there's what Dick Grayson's the latest one in the, in the show. There's Who not, is Nightwing? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember Nightwing's name. Yeah. Uh, I know the current Robin is Tim Drake, if uh, I'm not mistaken. And Red Hood is the Jason Todd Robin, I think. Maybe Dick Grayson's Nightwing. Which which one is uh isn't it Batman skin? A Damien. Damien. Oh Damien, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's more the current one. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I always thought that Robin was you know, Dick Grayson when him and Batman were together and they kind of split ways and he took on a new persona as Nightwing, but what you're telling me is they're completely different people. It's probably like a ton of different. Uh, yeah, there's like there's like okay, four or yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, it's so we're yeah. we're really getting into deep water by <laughs> yeah, talking it, about. Okay, little, yeah, maybe we'll just talk about this later because <laughs> I still don't understand. But that's okay. We'll we'll move on. Sorry to derail you Batman from has that. Train generations of young boys into different DC characters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. We'll just yeah we'll settle on that for now. Okay, sorry to derail you. Tell tell me more about the game. Um, so, like I was saying, it's completely untethered co-op, which I think is really cool. We can both be in the same city at the same time. We can decide to team up if we want. We don't have to. Um, cool. yeah. The game scales, um, enemies will scale to your level because it's kind of on an RPG system where my, you know, if I'm playing Batgirl, I might scale my ability tree in one way. Luther hops in with his Batgirl. And where play chicks, bro? You don't play chicks, do I? Don't know if you saw the reveal. Batgirl had some moves. She had some. Moves. I did not. I need uh, to watch it. Oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Was there I, actual gameplay? It wasn't oh, yeah. just a. Yeah, there was a okay. there was a announced trailer, and then there was a gameplay um, preview. Um, Red Hood has guns, so we're we're totally going nice. with it. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, is that I, I'm again? I'm ignorant to the character. Is that abnormal for the character, or no? It just you know I don't know if I'd expect to see it in a beat 'em up. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. It, you know, it's kind of yeah. You know, like all the other characters have like sticks or you know disco sticks. Yeah. Or well, I mean to be have. fair, Marvel's Marvel's Avengers Black Widow has guns. Well, too. that's true too. Yeah. So I guess it is a thing that they're doing, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds really cool. I like I said, I didn't see a lot. I you know I saw that it was announced. I did watch. You know, I think it was a revealed trailer. I didn't see the gameplay, um, but it does sound really interesting. 
it, do you have any more on it, Bobby, or is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that's. Um, Re- did they give a Did they give a release window? Is there a release window for the game? Uh, they just said twenty twenty one, and I know they also showed okay. off the uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is Rocksteady's new game following Arkham Knight, and that one doesn't come out until twenty twenty two. So we get two Batman games for the next two years. So that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So DC is lining up some. Some games in the pipeline here. Very cool. Yep. Uh, was there anything you wanted to add to to all this, Luther? I mean, I Bobby's more uh, more well versed in this than I was. I haven't seen much on it. I did see the uh, the uh, Justice League. Sorry, the Suicide Squad one. Uh, it was just a trailer. It looked pretty cool though. So yeah, I'm definitely stoked to check out uh, Gotham Knights. Though sounds really cool right on i am as well so moving on call of duty black ops cold war uh had a reveal like i mentioned in the intro uh unveiled in verdansk uh and obviously ended up you know on all the normal channels uh to where you might see such a thing uh showing off the reveal trailer it was uh you know very theatrical you know it looked um you know mostly cut scene ish they're didn't look to be a lot of gameplay. Um, you know, I imagine it probably was in-engine. It was as you would expect a Call of Duty trailer to be. Very high energy, you know, stuff blowing up. Uh, helicopters, gunfire, so on and so on. Uh, looked really cool. It had uh, a lot of fan-favorite characters from the Black Ops uh, universe. It had Mason. It had uh, Woods. It had Hudson. Um, all those guys were in the trailer. Um, so I think a lot of people were probably excited to see those characters again. I guess none of those are playable characters. The player character will kind of be the uh, the typical, you know, like, shell, basically, for the player characters. You can kind of, you know, you are the the main character, if you will. Um but it looked very Check exciting. Quick. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, they're playable no, sure. for $5.99. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, no, no one. Damn. I thought that was going to be a good joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, like a DLC joke. Yes. No. Yes. Um, got it. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it, it looked really cool to me. There's still a lot of details to come. It didn't show off multiplayer. It didn't really explain how uh, Black Ops Cold War would be tied in with uh, the current Warzone model. Uh, it's obvious that it will in some capacity. So it's really unclear how that's going to happen going forward. Um, but basically uh, what we know in addition is that Treyarch is doing the multiplayer portion of the game. And Raven Studios, I believe, which has been a support studio for the Call of Duty games for about the past decade, is actually taking the uh, the front row seat on the campaign itself. So they're kind of moving into a little bit more of a major role with with uh, instead of just kind of supporting the the mainline studio and the efforts of making the game, they're actually making a 
a huge component of the game themselves in the campaign this time. So, uh, really great-looking graphics. Um, but like I said, uh, there's still a lot that's unknown, but it is exciting for all the Call of Duty fans out there. Um, did did uh, you guys happen to watch the reveal? Yes, I did. It looks uh, it looked pretty uh, crispy. That uh, graphic wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reagan looked pretty good. Oh yeah, that was cool. Forgot about that. Other than that, I like I said, I think there's a lot of details we don't know yet. They did actually come out with the release date from the very first trailer, which is cool. As we expected with the yearly franchise like Call of Duty, it will be out this year, November 13th, which should be right in time for the next-gen consoles. So I would expect this to be on the Xbox Series X and the PS5, uh, and I'm sure it'll be on PC as well. So uh, if you're looking for some hot FPS goodness on your brand new console, this will probably be there for you. Uh, I, for one, am excited about it. Um, you know, I, I just as a bit of an aside, I am kind of a reinvigorated Call of Duty fan. I really fell off, you know, buying and playing Call of Duty games for a long time. Kind of, uh, really, the first Black Ops was pretty much the last one that I bought up until Black Ops 4. Although I am a big Call of Duty Zombies fan, so I have played Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and 3 Zombies, um, but I didn't actually purchase those games. So that was kind of a, a friend had it kind of deal, and we played it. Um, and I've, I've been really big into COD 4 uh, Zombies and stuff like that, so I personally am very excited with this being a Treyarch game that there were almost, almost most assuredly be a Zombies component to the game. I'm going to be really excited to play that and kind of see uh, where they take zombies next. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to play that. So, uh, any other thoughts on the reveal, guys? I know something Something interesting is their, um, their release date is only for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And when the new consoles do launch, they did announce that they'll be doing a cross-gen update. So if you buy it for Xbox okay. One, ten bucks. Now you got it for Xbox Series X, which I thought was really cool. Interesting. They're charging for it, though. Is what yep. you're telling? Yep. Okay. Well, you know, Xbox has got this. Um, God, what is that feature called? Uh, smart delivery. Oh yeah. Is that it? Where a lot of games that are Xbox One games will be upgraded to Xbox. Series X games for free, right? Uh, like Cy- like Cyberpunk is doing that, and a lot of other studios. So it is an interesting move that they would charge for the upgrade when a lot of uh, a lot of them are doing um, it free, doing yeah. it free, right? Yep. And I, who knows? Maybe that's some kind of positioning thing with the PlayStation side of it, uh, because yeah. it is a cross-platform game. I I don't know. Obviously, CD Projekt Red wasn't gun shy about it uh no pun intended to to do it for xbox so yeah i don't know yeah that is a good point though i'm glad you mentioned that because i i don't know i i i guess i really was set on getting a series x from the get-go uh mostly for halo but now that that's not happening i'm not as set on it so who knows maybe 
if we get some more stuff like this, it will kind of push me over the edge to to really want to get it to kind of have that uh, new level of fidelity for some of these games. So we will see. Cyberpunk, uh, though, man, that that'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess. I think there's probably going to be a lot shown off around that time, Luther, in regards to that and what kind of advantages and, and really what the graphical difference is from the current-gen consoles to the next-gen. I guess if it is impressive enough, which I'm, I imagine it will be because, I mean, we're really jumping from 1080p to 4K, then uh, if I see a lot of evidence like that, I think that it will it will kind of give me that push to to make the the transition over but i really want to see what what it looks like you know what i mean and how impressive the difference really is you know what i'm saying gotcha. in other news a highly anticipated game uh, mortal shell was released and that's xbox ps5 and i believe pc as well uh it's a souls-like game uh you'll have to forgive me at can one of you look up the developer uh, of cold, that for me? Cold Symmetry. Cold Symmetry. Okay, Which I couldn't I remember that for the life. I haven't heard of, I don't think, ever. I don't know if this is like no, their first I think, game. Or, I think so. Uh, I think it is their first game. It kind of... Um, I, I listened to a little interview with the developers. It's their first game. Um, they are big, you know, Dark Souls, uh, Demon Souls fans. You know, Bloodborne, you know, From Software... From software guys, they um, are big fans of those games. So this Mortal Shell is a Souls-like game. So it's very much in that vein of uh, you know, dark, creepy, and uh, the whole you know the game is all all about timing and uh, you know knowing when to attack and to parry and to dodge and that type of thing. Um, you know, and there's big boss enemies, so it's very much in the the Dark Souls vein of game. I think the the big unique spin on this particular game is that, um, and I guess it's it's kind of like the namesake of the game Mortal Shell is that instead of kind of you know in the, in the Souls games you kind of pick a uh, class from the onset of the game. And uh, you kind of specialize in that class. Well, Mortal Shell, what you do is you basically inhabit a shell of uh, a, a different warrior. And there's four different types of shells that you can inhabit. And each one of those shells specializes in a different, you know, fighting style and moveset and that type of thing. So there's like a warrior style that... that you know, use it's like one-handed and a shield, and then there's another guy that that uses like a heavy weapon, and then there's another shell that is um, more like an assassin, and um, you know is better at dodging and kind of wields a a short sword or a knife, that type of thing. And then I think there might even be a magic shell as well. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but there's four different types of shells, and so it kind of lets you. Maybe not, like, change on the fly, but there's certain, like, places that you can go to to change shells, so you can really switch it up pretty much whenever you want I... to, to have a different play style, or, um, you know, if 
if one play style or another is better suited for like a particular enemy or a boss or something like that, you can kind of switch go into battle type of thing. So. Yeah, this this game completely wasn't on my radar at all. But after watching some stuff on it, it actually looks really fun. Apparently, you were talking about the shells. Apparently, there's an item in-game that allows you to switch on the fly. Because apparently... Oh, well, there you go. I, I don't know how rare it is. I don't know if it's... It, it probably is rare, I'm guessing. Because it sounds like that may be the case. But, um... And, you know, a lot of the people were talking about, you know, you get into some of these bigger fights and the need to switch to a different build can make the game uh quite a bit easier too um depending on the the boss you're fighting sure um, and apparently compared to like a souls game it is a little short there's um right it's about a 12 to 18 hour playthrough which um i mean it's not bad if you have an itch to scratch um this this might be something i pick sure. up here not too far into the future yeah, I mean, I was, uh, that is something I was going to mention, is the kind of the brevity of this compared to a Souls game. You know, I think because of that, they probably have, uh, not that Souls games are unpolished, but it's uh, really, probably a really polished experience for the, the length of game that it is. You know, I think it looks really cool, but I think all the Souls games look cool, and uh, I won't be picking it up because I'm absolute shit at those games, so... Uh, I really I'm don't. Gotta, gotta just dodge roll, man. Dodge I've roll. never raged so hard in my life oh, until I tried Dark Souls Three. Okay, there was a right. boss. Oh god, there was a boss. I think his name's Pontiff Sylvain in the third one. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. He has like two flaming swords, and he's as tall as a fucking mountain. Well, he um. He, he attacks with the same move every time right at the beginning, so you have a chance to parry it and do, like, a quarter of health just from the get-go. After that, it's an absolute cluster. I spent two nights after work trying to beat him, put it down, and on the third night after work, I beat him. The relief. It was it was an uphill climb. But right. that's also rewarding, though, so... Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's definitely a, a group of people that enjoy these games and obviously get good at them and master them. And you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, as an aside, I guess a little bit to this is games done quick. I think was last week. Uh, summer games done quick. So speed runs and that type of stuff. I, I've been really into watching that kind of stuff for a few years now, and I, I love watching. Bloodborne runs and Dark Souls runs and stuff like that, like, um, you know, just seeing the the skill and and how good these guys are at these games and and they've really mastered them. It's great, and you know, and even you know, in the more casual realm, like you, um, just just getting good enough to complete the games and get past some of these bosses, I think is great. But I just do not have the fucking patience for it anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it just, I can seems like most games, you know, I just want to, I don't want to have to put in that time sink, I guess, to to get good, I guess. But, uh, um, I you think... You just didn't praise the uh, sun enough, man, that's all. <laughs> yeah, and I know, but, and a lot of people that do it, I think it's great and good for them. Uh, oh you know, God, I'm yeah. envious of that, but I just can't. I don't know. I just have never been able to do it. And and like you, Luther, I tried Dark Souls 3 and 
and I just got my fucking ass kicked, so <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> yeah, noped I, out of it. I'm I'd much rather watch uh, them speedrun it than than me play it. So uh, yeah, uh, speaking of which, the the guy who ran that man, it's just so fun to watch them break the game and and do what they do. It's crazy, so crazy, and we're over here struggling on the struggle bus. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, it, I think a lot of it is uh, not that there's not skill involved because obviously there is, but it's all a factor of time, in my opinion. Like I said, um, you know, you can definitely get to a, a respectable level of skill if you invest the time in it. And uh, it seems like anymore, I just don't want to get to that level or right. to put that time in to, to get there. So um, I just continue on with the skills that I've gained so far. And <laughs> it seems to have serviced me well. But anyway, um, yeah. Any more comments on this game before we move on? Uh, I know you said it was just announced, but it looks like it came out the 18th, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it it's out. Released. It's available. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Bobby, I do you happen to see? <laughs> do you have it up now? How much is it? Uh, so Ooh, people that's a good know. Question. Thirty dollars on the Epic Store. Is that it? Ooh. Yes. That makes it. That makes okay. it kind of spicy, see, actually. That, right. And that's and not bad. Eight of 10, that's, too, that's a pretty so. fair price. A lot of lot sure. of positive reviews. So yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, so if you're into a Souls-type Souls game, it's definitely one to check out. It's on all the major platforms, um, so go check that out. Moving on, of Marvel's Avengers. So we're looking at another superheroes, super superheroes game. Superhero game. Um, they just had a beta, and the release date for that game is actually coming up shortly, too, September 4th. So I think that's next week. Yep, Friday. Um, it's coming out. So, and they just recently had the beta. So I imagine the game was mostly complete um, for that beta. So it might might have been more of a um, you know stress test on their uh, you know network faculties and things like that. I, I feel like games that have betas that late in the development cycle, it's usually kind, they're more testing. Um, you know, infrastructure more than the game itself, uh, if you follow me. Sure. But I did see uh, I did see some people streaming on Twitch. I watched uh, Summit 1G play some of the beta. It does seem uh, it to me. It's very reminiscent of like the old like X Men arcade cabinets, you know, from back in the day. Except in 3D. You know, it is it's very arcadey. Yeah, it's it's very arcadey. It's very beat 'em up style, you know. Like the enemies really just have a health bar type of thing, and and you can go out there and you know solo it, or you can party up with a group of friends and kind of focus down these these uh, waves of enemies and things like that. Obviously, there's there's other objectives and that type of thing, but it you know it's got a very like beat 'em up feel to it. Obviously, each of the characters has their own set of abilities. You know, we're looking at Iron Man, we're looking at Hulk, we're looking at Black Widow. Um, I know there's more characters than that. Um, but, you know, each one of them kind of has their own uh, niche, and they can kind of get in there, and whether that's, you know, ranged attacks or up close to personal or, or that type of thing. Obviously, like, when you work with a team, 
you know, each each style of the, these different characters will complement another. So it would be good to mix a long range character with a short range character as you can kind of uh, focus down enemies with special that type of thing. It looked like a lot of fun to me. You know, I, I think it's hard to say at this point, like, how much depth there's going to be to everything. But uh, from what I saw, it looked like a lot of fun. Did you guys happen to check this out at all? I did see a few streamers play it. Uh, I noticed the the Hulk was the big one. I don't know how long the beta was, but I did, <laughs> I did see some. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looked fun. I mean, I'm all for Marvel games. Um, I was skeptical at first when they first announced it. It looked kind of kind of weird, kind of goofy. Uh, but it looks it looks pretty fun. I I think I would enjoy it. So uh, September fourth. We'll see. I did miss the beta, unfortunately. I forgot all about it. I even mentioned it to these guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah, beta this weekend or the 22nd or whatever it was. Completely missed it. So Sure. <laughs> um, do you guys happen to know what is that on major consoles and PC as well? Or um, where is that a, debuting? I believe okay. it's on major consoles, PC. Uh, Sony, however, PlayStation, they get exclusive. Ooh. So they get Spider-Man, which makes sense as Sony okay. owns Spider-Man. So right yep okay nice well that's still cool bobby did you look at this game at all or i did you know this is something i should be totally interested in i'm still on the fence i just don't know sure i guess it it might depend on who picks it up you know if i have friends playing it because it sounds like a lot of the game it's it's um it's kind of a looter the uh, online multiplayer oh. missions, yeah, you, you're like running through, you know, a la Destiny or Diablo. You're running mm. through the same missions to get better gear for your characters. In in that aspect of it's kind of fun. I did hear some of the missions, at least the ones in the beta, so it's not an overall, you know, impression, seemed right. a little a little mundane, or you know, you may not want to run through them again over and over to get that plus three percent instead of the plus two percent iron man blaster or whatever but depending on who picks it up i might i might grab that and play i heard there are some some of the multiplayer missions or one of the ones in the beta was really fun where it was um okay. you have one of your team members guard a door and the rest of your team members are looking for the passcode, which changes every time. So we're out in the world trying to find this code and relaying it back to you at the door so that you can get the door open. And that sounded really interesting. But I don't know. I have to see more. I want to really love sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more uh, that I would definitely like to see more as well. I'm just saying, if it does happen to be a, a pretty good showing, I would be willing to pick it up if you guys want to play it, as long as you can let me play Iron Man. And how, then, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. want to smash, so I'll be Hulk. No, 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 that's the good thing. Your Iron Man, you'll have your own loot stream or whatever. You'll get your own loot. My Iron Man will be a little different and plus one percent better or something so it, it'll work out well if we really if i really have to sacrifice i am a captain america fan too so i could do that that uh, would be okay with it. i think he's supposedly dead in this game so what? good luck <laughs> all right yeah. well you guys will have to get on without me Godspeed. Anyway. <laughs> yeah miss marvel's got some big hands you could use her 
uh, Kamala Khan. Yeah. See. Okay. I. You know. I take. I hate to take another. Is that. Is that the same uh, character as Captain Marvel, or is no. that a different character? Okay. No, yeah. nope. All right. Well, let's not go down the comic book she's rabbit hole again. Inhuman, right? Is that right? Inhuman. I think you're right. Yeah. She's or. Uh, yeah. Anyways. I feel that like that's a very small distinction to make. <laughs> for a completely different character. Anyway, with Marvel. So welcome name. to yes, welcome well, to Comic Book Podcast One Hundred and One. Uh, and uh, DC had their own Captain Marvel too, but uh, due to some legal issues, it's now Shazam. <laughs> is that is that right? That is correct. Yeah, really. They, in, that instead, I of, instead of actually, I don't think there was much legal with it, but I think. You know, they knew Marvel was gonna smack them if they if they kept doing it, so they just switched it to Shazam. From my understanding, but anyways, that's, I digress. Well, that's interesting actually because uh, I really liked the Shazam movie that came out. So it's pretty good. I yeah, feel, I that feel like they a had a successful character from something that was a ripoff, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that had but, some heart oh, to it. Uh, I like that. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I like the comedic aspects to that movie, I thought. You know, it was very... It wasn't so serious, you know. I think that some of the more successful superhero movies are ones that are not particularly full of themselves and uh, can kind of, you know, have some levity to them. So, you know, like Doctor Strange, I thought, had a lot of comedic moments, and, and that was one of the be- better superhero movies for me uh, for that for those reasons, but... So, um, so you're telling me after you watch like a dark, gritty DC movie, the first thing to ask after it's over is why so serious? <laughs> Drakewin has left the chat. <laughs> no, I, look, look, I I appreciate the the different types of movies that are out there, or the different types of, types of superhero movies that are out there. For different reasons so the the more serious ones i like too just in a different way so it, it's it's all good i guess what i'm saying so moving on to our main topic of the show today downloadable content bringing this up there's kind of a few different points that i wanted to talk about with dlc and uh you know just to kind of run through it Talk about the early days of downloadable content. Uh, for example, like the horse armor from Oblivion, obviously is a contentious point uh, with a lot of gamers out there. And then people's perceived value of downloadable content, and and that really kind of spans into games as a whole. To be honest, like players really just wanting the most bang for their buck, and to feel like um, you know what it is that they purchased was worth the money. And then, um, as far as multiplayer games go, like, dividing the multiplayer, um, like, the game's player base when downloadable content comes out. So, like, different map packs, um, you know, I think back to, like, Halo 2 days when each new map pack would come out. Obviously, there's a certain portion of that, that player base that will buy the DLC, and then some will not. So, with those kind of restrictions and those new maps or whatever happens to be out there... The player base is split because some people are playing the new maps and some don't have them. So 
that's another point that we can talk about. And then uh, pay-to-win models, and this is seen. This is seen mostly in like the mobile game arena, um, where you can just kind of spend money on different items or power-ups or whatever it may be, and that kind of gives you an advantage over other people that may not spend the money or may not spend as much as another person. And so that kind of stuff is frowned upon. We'll kind of dive in and and dissect that a little bit, and then. Uh, really popular models for, I guess you can call it downloadable content, but it's kind of morphed into something new in a way, something different. And and again, these are really popular nowadays. Is like the free-to-play models of games and then games as a service and also season passes, which happens to be involved in, in those two types of uh, games a lot. And we'll kind of talk about that. So... Kind of starting from the top, we'll talk about kind of the early days of DLC and uh, and dissect that a little bit and what that was like in the beginning. Uh, Bobby, do you have some examples of uh, maybe some early DLC that you downloaded or purchased um, kind of back in the day and, and what that was like and, and what were your impressions of DLC from the beginning? You know, it's strange. Back in the day... A lot of the problem with the DLC was that it'd take forever to load because broadband connections just weren't what they are today. I remember staring sure. at screens for uh, map packs for, like, Halo 2. Um, and actually, I was looking into some of the Oblivion DLCs, and there were a lot more than I remember. Right. Specifically in regards to, like, the horse armor type stuff, which was, like, yeah. 2 bucks 50 cents to get horse sure. armor. Um, they had like uh, a couple bucks you could get a, a house to build of your own and I don't right. know back then back then a lot of it at least for me was limited to you know spend do I want to spend the money and then spend the night loading up and downloading you know whatever it happened whatever, to be whatever it was yeah, yeah. right Yep. yeah I mean I think that even from the beginning, it was all across the board because, you know, you mentioned the horse armor, and obviously that was, I mean, that's infamous, but, oh yeah, yeah. you know, gamers really didn't appreciate that. But, it, you know, in the same breath, Oblivion also had some really great DLC that, you know, I, I personally hold in very high regard as some of the best uh, gaming experiences that I can remember, and in that sense, some of their their larger um, downloadable content, you know, story content, like Knights of the Nine and uh, the Shivering Isles. You know, those were really, really great experiences. You know, think like uh, like Blood and Wine for The Witcher 3, um, stuff like that, that, that was really expansive, that I was more than happy to pay the money because of the experience that I got in return. And right. and that's in the same obviously in the same time frame. So, and and in my opinion, I don't think a lot has changed. Uh, you know, I think there's content out there that is more than worth it, and there's there obviously is some that is not. The earliest one I can remember was Fallout Three. I I, I don't remember much before that because I was merely a man before I had DSL, so I didn't really get get anything cool like that but fallout 3 had some amazing dlc 
like Point Lookout and Operation Anchorage. It was it was expansive. It was fun. Um, biggest issue with DLC. Uh, going back to last week's topic, uh, we get games half baked, and even Bobby's comment earlier in the broadcast about you know adding to a game that's really crappy. Uh, you know, you, you're s- my problem with it is if if they sell a game that's under baked, like Destiny, for instance, it took them how many DLCs to get the game where it should have been when it came out. And you're paying for that too. Yes. For yeah. That. Yeah. In, in addition, sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some DLCs, uh, like Halo's DLCs, just maps. You know, I'm I'm definitely cool with that. But if if the game gets put out and it's in a crappy state, and they introduce DLC to make up for it, and you're still paying for it, you know, I'm not really cool with that. But um, of course, there's right. There's games like, like I said, Fallout Three is the big one. There, however, what's funny about Fallout Three was the game ends, right? So if you finish all the main story, the game ends, and there's that's it. And then one of the DLCs they put out was to expand the story. So how it ended, I mean, it's been like twelve years. So sorry if I got if I ruined this for you guys, but basically you you be you become irradiated and you die well in the expansion you wake up like two weeks later after being irradiated and then the story keeps oh, going there. so yeah wow yeah yeah so it's it, not it a was side cool. story it's a continuation of yes it, yeah. continues the main story so yeah that was really cool and, and then yeah sure. skyrim had some really awesome ones as well uh the vampire quest line and then the other dragonborn quest line they were all really fun and and pretty lengthy so yeah i'm all for all for dlcs in some aspects and then others if it's just to improve sure. an already crappy game then right so yeah it's it's definitely important that it's quality i think is the the through line there and that makes sense like nobody wants to pay for something and have it be junk, essentially. You know, we just want want it to be a quality uh, piece of content that that we're paying for. Sure. You know, I think I think a lo- big part of it too is like the delivery. Uh, to kind of touch on what you mentioned is the delivery of the downloadable content. So obviously, like something like Destiny could could feel um, or taste kind of sour, uh, for lack of a better phrase, to a lot of people because they felt like you know it was them you know, making the game into what it should have been from the beginning. Well, I think another thing that I'd bring up in addition to that, and and I know that this was a big point of contention for a long time too, and I think developers have kind of gotten away from it because there was such a big backlash to it, is that, uh, like, day one DLC. And basically the DLC would already be on the disc that you already purchased, and they would charge you additional to unlock that DLC that was basically already on the game disc that you bought. So that was a big thing for a while there, and obviously people were upset about that. Um, so I think it's good that, that there was the the vocal, uh, you know, people were vocal about their displeasure about that, and and I, I can't think of that happening or or that being noted by anybody in a long time now. Um, 
So I'm thankful for that, and I guess that's a good a good reason that we should talk about this kind of stuff is to to get it out there and to you know we really do want to let the developers know what kind of trends that we don't care for, and uh, you know I think that uh, and kind of rolling into another bullet point of this topic is the pay to win stuff. You know that's another thing that that people have voiced a lot of displeasure with and. And I think that it's a lot less frequent than it probably was at one time, you know. And again, I think that's because people have have made it known how much they don't like that kind of stuff. So I think that we're seeing that stuff a lot less than we probably would otherwise if if people weren't uh, voicing their displeasure with that kind of stuff. I don't really have any firsthand experience with play-to-win models. Have you guys ever played any games that that had functionality like that uh yeah a lot of mobile games uh specifically uh, i'm trying to think what was the big one uh like clash of clans yeah did i that mean have, did that have a component like that i mean that is technically i would consider that pay to win because you're paying for okay. yeah you're paying for items that other people would have to wait for you're getting them sooner you're, okay. you're paying to have that advantage or to have extra shields or what have you instead of waiting like people who maybe aren't spending money are. And I guess that's the same with sure. like Pokemon Go. You know, it's a huge game. For some people, it's a lot of walking to Pokestops and time investment. People yep. who want to pay the money, I mean, they can sit there and rack up. They can purchase whatever they want. And have it ready to go whenever they need it, or you yeah. Know, the sure. one I was thinking about was Mobile Strike. Uh, it's one of it's kind of like oh, Clash okay. of Clans in a sense, where you like build a base and you build an army and go and raid people. And you they had deals on crap all the time. As soon as you pop into a game, buy this pack for X amount of dollars, ninety nine dollars, right. and you can have this and that. Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> well, I you know I. I'm not, you know, I don't, I think the thing is, none of us are against developers making money on their game or, you know, something that they've invested uh, time and effort into creating, but we don't want to feel like, there's just a right way to do it, you know what I mean? And sure. uh, I think there are a lot of developers out there that are doing it right, and and uh, everybody can enjoy the game and not feel like they're cheated because somebody was able to, that has more money than them you know, have an advantage and that type of thing. So it's so like, like many things, it's a balance. Um, so I, I, I think everybody appreciates when a developer will take a little bit of time to vet those systems well enough to make sure that, that, uh, you know, the consumer isn't feeling like they're being cheated or, or gypped or, you know, taken advantage of and kind of rolling into, some of the game game uh, I guess models or I don't know what the right word is for it games that are being developed these days like free to play games and games as a service um, like I said those are really getting popular you know Fortnite example of that uh, Warzone is an example of that PUBG kind of to a lesser extent is uh, an example of that uh, it's a little bit different because uh, PUBG is a paid game. Um, but they do have, you know, con- you know, things that maybe not constantly, but things that are evolving and content being added to the game, like guns and skins and, you know, maps and things like that. 
and uh, and I guess going along with those is season passes like Warzone has, like Fortnite has, like uh, Apex has, where um, you know these games are free to play, but you can voluntarily participate in these passes if uh, if you so choose, and and all that stuff I think is cool because it it really contains stuff that is. Um, you know, really cosmetic in nature, so it doesn't fall into that that pay-to-win category. And like I said, it's completely voluntary, and you can get some cool stuff that you can show off in game or to your friends or whatever. And it's uh, it's not a real advantage. So, what do you guys think of like the free-to-play and games as a service model and passes? What are your what are your thoughts on that stuff? I'm I'm a really big fan of it. I, I think it's fantastic. I love, like you said, you have the option to opt into it. You're not required to. The items you get from, you know, at least most of the games, like you said, like Fortnite or Warzone or, you know, Valorant has the same system. It's really it's really to show off your dedication almost if you buy one of those season passes because in order to lock, you know, towards the end of those passes is the the gun you love you know, everyone's favorite gun with a cool skin or what have you. And and I like that aspect of it. Of course, you, I believe in all those games you can choose to unlock tiers with more money after you've bought the season pass. But, right. but I do love that it doesn't alter the game in any way. That I don't have to worry about someone else buying it. We're on the same playing field, you know. Um, I like, you know, like, like Valorant or Fortnite. They're fun games and they're free. I... You know, however they support themselves, uh, that's fine with me. No, I agree completely. I think that, um, you know, a big bonus to that, too, is, you know, one of the, the little topics that we talked about earlier is dividing the multiplayer, uh, you know, player base. And that, that stuff doesn't happen in the free-to-play games or games as a service that's models true, yep. because, um, you know, everybody gets, you know a lot of the content that comes out, you know, the new maps and, and that type of stuff. And and that's because the revenue is being generated by the passes and things like that. So they're allowed to uh, to give some of this other content out free and, and they can kind of maintain and everybody can be involved um, without, you know, oh, you don't have this map so you can't play, that type of stuff. So that that is definitely a big plus to to the model. Yeah, and actually, uh, I was researching a famous example. I you were talking about some of the Oblivion DLC, like the Shimmering Isles. Those right. were sold on a disc as well, correct? They were. Yeah, yeah like there was the... a multiplayer expansion disc for that game. Yep. Yes. And uh, when I was looking up, what reminded me of that was uh, I I was looking up the Halo Two map pack disc. Or uh, I think I said a multiplayer expansion disc. That was Halo Two. That was Halo. Yeah. I mean. I mean a DLC expansion disc. Pardon me. Yeah, yep. go ahead, Bobby. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, it was it was just wild thinking about like how often that disc was used between friends. Like, because we would throw LAN parties, but because some people had Xboxes and Halo Two, but with no no internet connection, the one person or two people right. who had the disc would bring those discs so that everyone could get on the same patch version. Everyone would have all the maps. And yeah. uh, in regards to like perceived value of that disc, it was twenty dollars when it was new, nineteen ninety nine. 
you can still buy it on Amazon for like twenty twenty six. Because okay. after the Halo Two servers shut off, the disc was um, became very popular with people who were holding lands because there was no other way to get those maps back. Like, um, and there were some big maps for the game, like right. yeah, like Warlock and Sanctuary. Like, it's basically a necessity to have it. So I, I thought sure. that was kind of cool. No, I I think that was great, and uh, you know, obviously the value of that alone went through the roof and you know that was still pretty early days too so that was right, a, a yeah. way before drm was a big or digital rights management uh, you know was a big concern for companies and developers so yeah it was really neat to be able to kind of free range uh share that disc at will and and have everybody download that kind of stuff and so we could all get together and play so uh, in a in a weird roundabout way, even though you had to pay for the disc, that kind of was some of the first free to play <laughs> type well, right. stuff there. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you just passed no, it's yeah, it yeah. is a good point that 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 was fun stuff, and uh, and I'll agree with your um, opinion on the free to play model. I, I do enjoy it as well. Um, you know, I, we've talked on the show before. I'm you know playing Warzone. I'm a fan of that. I'm a PUBG fan. So I like getting content. And, uh, I, you know, I've bought season passes, too, just like you guys. I, I enjoy supporting the developer and kind of getting some cool stuff to show off, too. You know, there's definitely some allure to that kind of stuff. You know, Halo 5 kind of had it, too, a little bit. With the, it was more of a loot box model. Right. And I guess that's a, another kind of um, aspect to DLC that that we really haven't talked about yet. Um, you know, it's kind of has its merit and its downside too. There's been some controversy with uh, loot boxes, obviously, and, uh, you know, drop rates and percentages and, you know, is it gambling and, oh, and things yeah. like this. It's come so up quite a bit. There's definitely, yeah. right. So there's all sorts of aspects to that as well. Um, before we get too farther into the weeds, I, I want to get Luther's, thoughts on uh, on free-to-play stuff and games as a service before we, we get too far away, uh, just because I, I would like to hear his opinion and hear from him. Um, so, yeah, tell, tell me, Luther. Tell me well, about this stuff. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for the free-to-play and, and the season pass thing. I know it's it's optional, but some of the crap they have on there is pretty cool. I like the skins, and and uh, and then Call of Duty has the the like the guns. You get guns and stuff out of it. Oh which, yeah, the blueprints. Yes, yeah. blueprints. There we go. Uh, I did. I played a lot of Fortnite. I did enjoy their battle pass because it was just primarily skins and axes and things like that. So, and I don't mind. I, sometimes I'm that idiot that pays for an extra. Uh, extra level or whatever but I, but yeah i mean I, as long as you know it's it's not giving you a, an advantage in any way i'm all for it so sure. yeah i'm just, yeah basically the same as you guys they're cool i'm down for them have you if i like it enough i'll i'll pay for it have you bought any of the store skin packs from valorant luther uh i have not what why is that because they are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they okay. So that's my biggest gripe with that. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put out a, a skin, don't make it seventeen dollars per skin. Like that's ridiculous. Right. 
Yeah, Other yeah, than that, uh, you know, whatever. Well, but. that's a good point. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Bobby, because I've seen stuff like that, too, where, um, like, COD 4, Black, you know, Black Ops 4, um, not COD 4, Black Ops 4 just had, like, you know, some skin packs that were just, just egregious what they were asking for, you know, and it'd be one or two skins or whatever, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's COD points. But if you translate that to real dollars, and, and PUBG is guilty of this too, you know, it's like $10 for one in-game DLC weapon skin. Yeah. See, that oh, that kind of stuff oh, you're starts to... I don't know. Okay, so, yeah, it gets expensive. So Valorant's store rotates... Well, and it feels crummy to me. It feels crummy. Rotates every... I want to say it's two weeks with a new collection of skins. And the mm -hmm. store has, like, the store pack, which is of these five guns, they get these five skins. You can buy the whole pack with the knife. Uh, I haven't seen one less than $71. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And, you know, that comes with a couple gun buddies and a couple player cards. But like Luther's saying, you do have the option to purchase each of them individually from that pack of five. For anywhere from seventeen to thirty dollars to for a knife skin, yeah, it is, it's kind of egregious. Well, I, it, it, sure. Yeah. So it seems like they're trying to emulate CS:GO, obviously in more right. ways than but one. But without the but... without the marketplace, which kind of ruins it, you know the right. The, yeah. The, you know the cool thing about the marketplace was you had a random chance to spend two fifty, and then sure, you would. You could potentially get a gun that could sell on the marketplace and make you two hundred dollars. With this, there's no right. there's no selling it back to anyone. There's no sure. there's no value other than what they're putting on it. So Right. Yeah. So yeah, that feels that feels bad. It feels it, bad, man. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, man. <laughs> yeah. Because some of them well, are sweet. I, yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned this stuff because I think we've talked about a lot of positives that that games and developers are employing, you know, in the the modern game space. Uh, you know, we we obviously like the free to play models, like the passes. We feel like it's a good value for what we get in return. And uh, but it also highlights things that they're doing that we that they're doing currently that we don't like. Um, you know, this is a good example that. Uh, you know, I I'm not gonna go out there and spend seventeen dollars on a single weapon skin. You know, that's just not gonna happen. But right, it does it does kind of rub you the wrong way just even looking at it. And and or like PUBG, you know, I'm not gonna spend ten dollars on a stat track. Uh, you know, G36. Don't get me wrong, I love the G36, but I don't right. need that that badly. You know what I mean? I guess it kind of comes off like, is it really necessary to, to charge that price? Maybe, maybe not, but sometimes it feels like they're just charging these prices just because they can. And uh, it doesn't feel very pro-consumer. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah. I think their methodology, at least in Valorant, is if you're a budget player, you're going to buy the season pass and get those skins by ranking that up. If you're a whale... Someone, you know, which a common term they use for someone who's going to spend a bunch of money on microtransactions or downloadable content, right. you're gonna you're gonna spring for 
the guns that look like Dragon's Pack for 80 or 90 bucks, you know, um, and, and I get where it comes from, but because of that, I actually haven't bought the Season 2 Valorant Battle Pass for 10 bucks, because I'm like, well, I can't get the really, really cool skins, or I'm not paying that much for them, so, I obviously don't care enough to buy the Battle Pass, so, it puts you in a weird spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of that, I mean, or a lot of it really does come down to that perceived value, like we talked about earlier, you know, is it worth it to you or not? And, uh, you know, that's pretty far-reaching, For and it's obviously different for everybody, whether you feel like it's worth it or not, you know, there's people out there that, that can't afford that kind of stuff to just buy whatever they want, and, you know, more power to them that they can do that. But for the for the common person, I think that it it doesn't feel that great. So I'm glad that we mentioned this stuff. It uh, it kind of sheds some light on some of the things that developers are doing that we don't care for, and uh, kind of reinforces things that we do like. So I'm glad we mentioned all this stuff. Um, any parting thoughts about DLC before we move on? It's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think we'll end the show as we have before, kind of talking about what we're playing right now, our thoughts on uh, anything new or anything reoccurring. I'll just go ahead and start, if you guys don't mind. I'm uh, continuing to play Warzone, so just kind of dabbling here and there. You know, I'm not super invested in it. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned before, you know, I do kind of have some gripes with the game uh, mechanically. I am not the biggest fan of the armor system. I don't know if anybody out there reflects my thoughts on it or not, but I think PUBG has a far superior armor system, and I would kind of like to Warzone adopt something similar. Um, I just don't think the plate system is a fair mechanic, you know, especially if you're an aggressive player. And uh, I'm, you know, a big first-person shooter fan, have been for many, many years, and uh, but my play style is very aggressive. Like I don't sit back or camp or snipe or anything like that. Like I'm constantly going, getting in people's faces, and uh, and kind of getting shit done, if you will. So, in my opinion, the armor system that they have kind of punishes the, the aggressive player because the more aggressive you get, you diminish your armor plate um, resources or you know, if you get third-partied, aka, like, you fight one team and then a third party comes in and, and kind of uh, taxi, you know, immediately after you've dealt with this, this other uh, team, then, you know, if you don't have time to armor up, then you're almost certainly going to get killed. And uh, PUBG basically works off a, a percentage system, so they have like tier one, two, and three armor, and the damage that you receive is mitigated by percentages based on the level of armor that you have. And yes, the the armor does deplete, you know, damage-wise as you take damage, but it doesn't. It's not like oh, I have a hundred health, and the armor will take all the damage before my health is affected. It doesn't work that way. It it just mitigates the damage that your health does take by a percentage to, based on a, uh, what level of armor you have. And it does degrade, but 
you see what I'm saying. Um, Call of Duty doesn't work that way. Your armor gets affected 100% until it starts biting into your health. And I just don't think it's good of a system. Anyway, I've really droned on about that. Um, I'm still playing it <laughs> here and there. Uh, I just I'll wish that... It, by the way. Yeah. It's garbage. What's that? The oh, armor okay. well, it is garbage. I am glad I'm not the only one because I... I, 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 I bitch about that literally it. every game I play because you get shredded in three shots from an SMG and it's like, oh, well, I'm fucked. So <laughs> it's, yeah. Right. I just think that there really is better systems out there and there are popular games out there right now that are using a better system. So I wish they would look at it a little closer. You know, they, they came up with the, the armor uh, plate carrier, I think it's a way to mitigate it a little bit. So basically you can carry more plates, which, okay, it's great, but it still doesn't help you in the moment-to-moment gameplay. If you're in a fight, like, like, just say you're in a fight with one other team, you know, say you're playing trios, and this guy, well, you had a gunfight with that guy, and your armor shredded, and the second guy collapses on you. In the meantime, you have no time to armor up. Say he wasn't in a fight with one of your other teammates. In the meantime, he's got full armor. You are 100% going to lose that fight. Like, I don't care if you're Shroud. You know, if he's, like, even moderately good at aiming, he's going to get you. You know what I mean? So, and, and there's a lot of different circumstances. But, you know, if it were PUBG, like, and you got in that gunfight, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, like, it could vary where your health would be at, but the damage would still be mitigated by that percentage because of your armor, no matter what. Uh, even to the very last hit point that the armor has, it will mitigate that percentage uh, of damage to your health. So, to me, that is just much more fair. Anyway, and then, I, not to keep droning on about it too much, but I feel like the gun balancing is terrible in in Warzone, like, it, like shotguns don't do any damage, you know, unless you're literally like shoving the barrel in their chest. Um, it doesn't seem like, you know, like the scar does so much damage. I'm like right next to a guy. I have an SMG. You would think because of the rate of fire of the SMG, I would have the advantage. I still get downed. I don't know. Stuff like that. I, I feel like the weapon balancing is off. Anyway, kind of moving on from COD Warzone. I, I'm still playing COD 4 Zombies. Um, the, like I mentioned before, the Xbox is my primary um, place to play games. So Xbox just had the Ultimate Game Sale going on for a couple weeks here. The season pass to COD 4, uh, or Blackout, Black Ops 4 was on sale for 20 bucks. I picked that up. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm a big Zombies fan, so that's really why I got it. All the DLC Zombies maps that are out there, uh, I, so I've got access to those for $20. Uh, my perceived value was very high on that, so I pulled the trigger and got it, and I've been enjoying a bunch of new Call of Duty Zombie maps uh, for the past week or so. So that has been a lot of fun. I, 
like I mentioned in the last episode, I have been playing PUBG. I've actually not played PUBG since the last episode, so I don't know if I can list that as something that I'm playing or not. Uh, I'm all over the place. But um, I have mostly been playing Zombie. Um, there's a bunch of games that I want to get back into. And, you know, part of the backlog, I kind of mentioned that to Bobby earlier. But uh, enough about me. Let's move on. What are you guys playing? Luther, tell me what you're playing. Well, uh, still playing. I haven't been playing as much because the game's been having some issues. A lot of desync issues. Uh, a lot of cheater issues. Haven't really ran into cheaters very often. Um, I have ran into a speed hacker once or twice. That's always fun. Dude's like a mile away and right in your face the next second. Okay, cool cool story, bro. But yeah, so Escape from Tarkov is having some issues. Uh, I'm still playing Warzone. I know we were just talking about that. Yeah, the armor system is garbage. I bitch about it all the time in game. Uh, <laughs> uh, As you should. It is yes, fucking hot trash. It is. And then not only that, but when you put an armor plate in, you're in mid-animation, and I don't think there's a way to cancel it. So if you're mid-animation and someone rolls up on you, tough shit, you're dead. You know, you can't... can't oh, God. Now that you mention that, too, there's nothing I hate more than having three-fourths of a fucking armor plate filled up, and I put a brand new oh, armor plate in, and it, it spends a whole armor plate, and it gives me a fourth of armor. I hate yeah, that so That much. is shit. I bitch about that a lot, too. They should... If they're going to do it, they're going to... They should have it go to the next one or wherever it needs to stop. You know, It should like always the, give you a full plate value. I'm sorry, yeah. but that's how it should be. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I honestly, I got so pissed with it, I uninstalled it and reinstalled it, which was a mistake because that's like 200, 200 gigs. <laughs> and then Comcast sends me the old, oh, you're at 90% data. Well, sorry. Anyways, it's a love and hate relationship. Yeah, and, and I'm not like super aggressive. I try and maneuver around people. And anyways, long story short, playing call, playing Call of Duty, Call of Duty, not playing Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima anymore. I haven't played that since I beat it. I probably need to get back on it. It's a sweet game. Uh, finish some stuff up. What else? Um, what, like uh, uh, side quest? Yeah, there's, si there's a lot of side quests to do. Uh, I did all like the, the main side quests. So um, your allies or whatever, they have their specific story side quests, which I did those. But there's just like little, little side quests to do now. And then you can liberate areas and things like that. So there's not a, what's the word? A shortage of things to do in that game yeah, then sure. and then uh let's see what what game is it what game is it? it's on the tip of my tongue oh yeah destiny 2 uh pick that back up i had it i transferred all my stuff from battle.net to to steam and decided to start playing that again because the guys i play escape from tarkov with wanted to try something else so they picked that up lot of different things in Destiny 2 now. There's actually no level system. It's all light level based. Really? Yeah, so huh. a guy who just started playing is like a, a 700 something light level because he's just been doing strikes. I'm like, what the shit? There's no level now. It's just light level based on armor, which is interesting. That's um, wild. 
Yeah, I've only played like one night though, but uh Why did you Question, why did you have to transfer it from Balnet to Steam? Are they do they Be can they not play together? Because they left Activision so it's no longer with with Battle.net oh. or Blizzard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so okay. Yep. So there's an option to go to Bungie's website and transfer all your stuff from that account to Steam account. Yep. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. I mean, I knew they left. I didn't know that they would just kick the game off of <laughs> off the Battle service. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's like a two minute thing. You go in, sign in with Battle.net, then sign in with your Steam account. And then it's like, oh, you want to do this? Yes, I do. Click done. So yeah, I mean, that's about it, man. I haven't been playing too much. Uh, I'm I want to pick up the left left of us, <laughs> the Last of Us Part Last Two. Us. Yeah, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Eventually get to that. Uh, house payment due and everything, so I'll be like another week or something. But, but yeah, uh, I'll eventually get to that. I'll get you guys a nice little review once we get there. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd love to hear um, your thoughts on it. Very cool, man. I mean, that's all cool stuff. Love it, Bobby. What about you? Tell me about it. Um. Well, I uh, after our last discussion, I really started playing Valorant again. The boys got on. <laughs> last Saturday night, and we rolled some competitive, um, got our ranks back, which was fun, getting re-ranked for the new season. Okay. I don't want to talk about what, is what it, I'm ranked uh, at, but... <laughs> I'm, you, I'm not ranked yet, so... Oh, you're not I can is, it, uh, <laughs> is it a, uh, like a certain amount of matches that, that it tracks, and then you get ranked after yep. so many? Is it... Yeah, okay. I think it's five. Okay. Yeah, you have to play five matches, and let me tell you, the first three did not go re well. You know, because we, we, we really all hadn't played in, I don't know, three or four weeks. Um, yeah, more than that, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more than that. So we were really rusty, but, you know, what was it, first game? I don't think you were there Oof. yet, Luther. Maybe I don't we want to talk about my first game. It was, it was <laughs> The match ended like 13-1, which is not good. I think um, that's what ours was, yeah. Yeah, when I yeah that's pretty bad. And then, uh, and then slowly. <laughs> For those of you better. that don't know, it's thirteen rounds to win the match. So just to give you a little bit of perspective there. <laughs> uh, but after that, it started going well. Um, we did a little better the next game, a little better the next game, then we won one, and you know, so our rank's kind of indicative of shaking the rust off. It was fun though. I think we're planning to get back on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night and oh, roll some yeah. matches. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but I've been prepping this week. I've been playing deathmatch every night, uh, staying yeah. frosty for about half an hour, forty-five minutes after I get home. The other thing I've been doing, I, I did this past week in the other game. The only other game was uh, Flight Sims on Game Pass for PC. Mm -hmm. It's one hundred and fifty gigs, so I installed it. And then, oh, wow. and yep. then when you boot up the game, you got another 90 gig update, which takes way longer than the initial 150. Um, Luther actually came over and watched me boot it up, and we waited and waited until it loaded me into a world. And it looks phenomenal if on my rig it didn't run at 20 frames a second. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let me step in real quick and tell you, 
it runs extremely slow even on my solid state drive really it is yeah it takes forever to load and i couldn't play i originally installed it on my external and could not play it because it, it was doing the same thing it would take forever to load and then it would just crash so I moved it over to the solid state, and it's still a hot pile of shit. So <laughs> I haven't, I haven't played it. <laughs> Anyways, it is pretty though. But uh, yeah, back pretty. to you. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I was watching like Doctor Disrespect play it, and his run rig seems to run it flawlessly. So it must. It, yeah, well, it must three thousand dollar rig, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. There's a way to play it, and what we got ain't it. Um, so I spent I spent a little bit of time crashing into the ground. Okay. That's nice. Um, Taxing the player, to be honest. Actually, yeah, my, is it difficult to fly, or is well, it, again, a performance issue? It's it's a little bit of both. You can... Okay. With a mouse and keyboard, uh, the, the default setup is you use your number pad to kind of control the plane. And I'm on the default difficulty, like normal. I'm sure it'd be easier if I lowered that to where it's not quite as simmy. It... Because of the frame rate issue, you start to execute a turn or something to head. Because my, my goal was to fly over my house, so I picked the airport nearest my house and started there. And, <laughs> uh, okay. The uh, Because of the frame rate, you start to execute a turn. But by the time the screen shows how far you've actually turned, you're too far gone to correct it. You're you're already in a nosedive. <laughs> you're, you're, you're already crashing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that might be something once I get my new rig that I'll give a shot. Um, interestingly, yeah. um, I don't know if you guys saw the news. Uh, flight sticks are in hot demand right now, running out of I stock. Yeah, because of it. So it was kind of yeah. It seemed like uh, I don't know, just the interested in the the amateur pilot, the enthusiast, whatever it happens to be, is really jumping on the bandwagon for. Uh, flight simulator yeah so i think that's cool i mean it's obviously they put a lot of effort into it i don't think that uh necessarily was microsoft's intention as or for this game to kind of be the headline right now but uh it's good i mean it's good that that it's obviously new and well you know i i'll be interested to see more from it and to kind of see uh what people's impressions are of the yeah i think it's um... cool stuff I think it's a, it, it's some later date unknown. It will be coming to Xbox Game Pass, so that'll be really cool. Um, yeah, I know uh, Gears Tactics is that way too, because I'm I'm very interested in that game. It looks cool. I've never really played the XCOM uh, style game oh, yeah. before. It looks like a lot of fun. So I think when that does make it to Xbox as well, I'll be picking it up. So uh I've that and yeah. I have not played it yet. I need to do that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it looks like a lot of fun. Anyway, I think that's all we have for today. We covered just about everything. Great episode. Um I think we'll kind of wrap things up for everybody and uh and let everybody know where they can find us. Again, the email is deltatangofireteam at gmail.com. Again, I'm your host, Dustin Adams. You can find me on Xbox Live at Drake Win. Just like the cool opening title. Bobby, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Xbox. Gamertag is LX space spawn, S-P-A-W-N space XL. 
Um, and last time I gave my Twitch, but I think I'm going to go ahead and give you my YouTube. Same thing, youtube.com forward slash LXSPAWNXL. I got some really goofy montages out there and some clips of some old CSGO gameplay. But hopefully here, uh, I'm going to start getting some clips from Luther and you guys, if you guys record anything, and throwing them up there if anyone wants to see. That is super cool. Also formerly known as SpawnKiller180. Luther, True. where can everybody find you? I am originally known as the A-Bomb, but now I am the Luther Dog. You can find me... I stream occasionally. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Luther Dog. Uh, there is links to Instagram if you so choose to want to see my life, which is uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Twitter, which I don't really use. Uh, I just follow a bunch of stuff on Twitter. So, hey, yeah, if you want to come uh, check me out, uh, you can find me on Twitch. Perfect. Well, thanks so much again, guys, for joining me today. This was the Delta Tango Fire Team Podcast, episode number two. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you for episode number three. Bye!